Hey everybody, Charlie Champ is in the building. <laughs> After two years, Charlie Champ is back on the orange couch. He's got a word for you. I feel in my spirit that God has a word for you today. I pray that you will find victory in your relationship, victory in your business, victory in your ministry, victory in the vision and the dream that God has given you, yet you're afraid to step into that. I know the feeling. It's nerve-wracking to understand that you can have victory in areas that God has been calling you to have. Listen, we may be in an area in our lives that we're succeeding, yet we might be building an altar of breaking covenant with God. In this culture, in this generation today, in this little device, people are breaking covenant in their marriage. People are breaking covenant with their relationships. People are breaking covenant and building covenants that are not godly. And if you stay tuned today, we got a book that is going to lead you into victory, but it's also going to wake you up. It is the hour, it is the time, it is the season that we need to walk in victory. I can't say it enough. The book is titled Altars, Strategies for Your Victory in Spiritual Warfare. If there was ever a time that we're in right now is the warfare, the time of pressure from all directions are coming through. Political warfare, financial warfare, relationship, identity. I mean, we can go down the list and understand that warfare is all over. And listen, if you don't understand what is happening in your life right now and you feel like there's, there's a battle, the Bible says that the battle takes over in the mind. I heard dad said one day, whatever happens in the mind happens in time. And why is that? Because we begin to, maybe you correct me if I'm wrong, prophet, but do we build altars in our mind that eventually happens in time and they manifest in real time? Absolutely. You, you begin to focus on things that are not of the Spirit. And Paul said that our minds have to be renewed to the Word of God. And the transformation, the metamorphosis, mm. takes place in our mind where we begin to refocus our life on God. And what we begin to speak, what we begin to put our eyes on, begins to manifest in the earth. Ooh, stay tuned. We're going to talk about some deep issues that we have to address within our nation, within ourselves, within the church. Oh, I got to ask you this question. What is the state of the church? I like to ask that to every guest that comes through because I believe there's a, there's, there's a thread that is happening that God is wanting to wake up the church. I know there's a remnant group out there, and we love the remnant. I hope I'm part of the remnant, but I like for the whole body to work. I don't want just my ankles to work. I don't want just my hands to work. One eye, I need my whole body to work. And I'm pleading in, in my private time. I, it's like I'm building an altar praying for the church. Something is wrong with the church. The Barna Group a few weeks ago put out a report, a document, a study saying that only 37% of pastors have a biblical worldview. Yet we wonder why the church is in trouble, why there's some crazy, some denominations and in, in theology that is going beyond Scripture, almost knocking at the door of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Can I ask you that question? Is it all right? You don't have to answer it, but what is the state of the church, Prophet? Because is the church in trouble when we begin knocking at the door of witchcraft? Absolutely, Mondo. And again, it's great to be on with you. Uh, I believe what the enemy's strategy was over the last several years was to attempt to close the church. He tried to close the church, but when he realized that there were people like us that were not going to bow our knee to that, he began to take a different strategy, and in that infiltrating the church with a message that is demonic in nature. And instead of awakening happening, there is this new um, speech that's coming into the church of wokeism. Ooh which is just trying to bring people to a false uh, reality of love instead of God's love. Because God's love convicts. God loves, God's love transforms. But what we have right now is we have a generation that does not want to confront sin. They don't want to tear down demonic altars. And wow. the spirit of Babylon is being infiltrated into the, the body of Christ, similar to when Daniel was in Babylon, and they told, they told Daniel, you have to bow your knee to this image. They are giving us an image that is not of God. Wow. They are trying to create an image for us to worship and telling us that this is the image of God when in fact it is the image of idolatry, it is the image of, of witchcraft, it is the image of, of the spirit of the world, and we can't bow our knee to it. We have to stand strong, we have to create the altar, rebuild the altar of the Lord again, which is the altar of prayer, and make a decision in our heart that we were not going to bow our knee to the secular humanistic society, but we are going to stand for righteousness, we're going to stand for holiness, and we're going to stand for the word of Lord in this hour. Is this why we're having a battle over marriage? Is this why we're having a battle over language that is changing the vocabulary of, of, of definitions of what a man and a woman is in society? Is this the kind of battle we're facing right now in the wokeism that the church is accepting and bowing to this God of culture today? Because what I'm looking at is a battle that the church has entered with no weapons, meaning no prayer, mm -hmm. no, no discernment, mm -hmm. just placing the culture. Okay, we'll shut down. Okay, we'll follow science. Okay, and listen... God blessed science. God created science. The problem is when science takes God out of the equation, now we have a problem. Right. Right? But is, is that the reason why we're seeing this change in our culture today with, with the battlefront of almost everything that used to be considered normal now is abnormal? Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you what the battle, when, when, you, when you study out the Word of God, the ultimate battle throughout the entirety of Scripture is the seed, which we get into in our in my yes. book, Altars. We talk about the seed and how God had a family in the garden, but the enemy's plan was to destroy that family. His plan was to corrupt the seed. Mm. And so we see this, uh, this prophetic picture of... Creation, the creator, heaven and earth, 
and Adam in the center, which is the mediator. Adam, or man, was always meant to be the mediator between that which was in the earth and that which was in heaven. God gave man dominion over the earth. Satan, in fact, also knows this. That is why he is trying to mar the image Mm -hmm. of man. He is trying to mar the image of God within man and trying to corrupt man's mind so that they will begin, instead of proclaiming what heaven is saying, they will come under subjection of the second heaven, begin to prophesy and proclaim that which is demonic and cause it to come into the planet right now. I want to talk about this. Curses and evil covenants that are responsible for our nations, tribulations, and trials. Let's talk about that because it seems like our nation is on trial. It seems like everything that this nation is trying to do, was supposed to do, what it used to be, is on trial before the people. Mm-hmm. And anytime the people have an opinion, we get in trouble. We, 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 the people chose Barabbas versus Jesus. Mm. I feel like we're giving the nation, the people, power once again to choose the trial, the outcome of the trial of past covenants that has become America's nightmare today. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the curse of this nation. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are the curses that have caused covenant breaking with God? Covenants that men and women had at the beginning of the foundation of this nation, mm-hmm. yet it seemed like this, this nation has been slowly cursed from slavery to oppression to economically breakdowns today. America looks like a third world nation today. Mm-hmm. How is it that the richest nation in the world is, is going through shortages of food? How is it that a nation as rich as America is facing drought? Mm -hmm. How is it that this nation is facing an economic collapse like we've never seen before and seeing leaders that don't know how to lead? Has this nation broken covenant and cursed itself? I, I feel that what began to take place around the 1960s is there was a culture, a counterculture revolution. That revolution brought in the seed uh, for the things that we're beginning to see transpire Mm. right now in a greater degree to the point where just just several generations ago, the cross was within the school system. Now we've removed the cross and we have, you know, the pride flag. So we replace the cross of Jesus Christ with the pride flag. We take the altar out of the school system and we replace it with a false identity. And we begin uh, to see the structure of America uh, begin to move way more from the place of in God we trust mm-hmm. to the, uh, a new image and a new likeness formed not after God but after man. The, the problem with America, I believe, is that when you study out Scripture, you find that every single city, all the way back, tracing back to Cain, 
natural cities were founded on blood. The, the biggest mistake that the culture of America has made is in the abortion of children. The shedding of blood has opened up gateways of demonic altars that are beginning to surface in this nation, idolatry and worship of, of uh, a new age, witchcraft has given way uh, to many of the things that we're seeing now transpire in, in, in this country with Bef- poverty. We, before we get into victory, because I want to talk about victory, I want to talk about how do we gain victory? How do we gain ground in the areas of or marriage, or ministry, or culture, or society, I want to talk about something that is alarming in the charismatic movement right now, and it's what you call charismatic witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what you mean by that? What, what, what is happening in the movement of Christianity today? Like I said at the beginning of the program, it seems like the charismatic movement is knocking at the door of witchcraft by going into astrology in a way that is not biblical mm-hmm. or maybe it shouldn't be touched, yet a pattern of reading cards, they call them angel reading cards in some denominations, yet they're tittering in the area of what looked like in the past, for me, witchcraft. Yeah. What do you mean charismatic witchcraft? Well, it's the integration of the new age philosophies that have infiltrated the body of Christ. Again, the enemy knew that he couldn't silence us. So instead of, uh, of that, he changed his strategy to begin to infiltrate the church. He began to infiltrate the church with new principles of um, the demonic, such as what you're saying, uh, you know, it's we understand that every person on the planet because we're we're born under a secular society we're mm-hmm. born in this under the spirit of babylon this spirit of babylon uh shows us the 12 star signs every person is born under a star sign and instead of going out of that the churches in some ways embrace that when we are not supposed to be looking at tarot cards, we're not supposed to be uh, looking and, and reading fortunes. We're supposed to come out of that system to the bright and morning star, allow the Holy Spirit to completely transform our life. But instead, we want to uh, integrate new age. Mm. We want to integrate these different things into into our, our practices and just say, uh, well, these are these are new ways of Christianity, when in fact, they're just ancient demonic powers that are trying to cripple people from walking in the power of Jesus Christ. Listen, the book is called Altars, Strategies for Your Victory in Spiritual Warfare. Charlie Champ is here. He's joined us on the Orange Couch. You have been, God has given you gifts of miracles and wonders. What happens when these miracles and wonders show up in your ministry are they part of an altar that God has given you to create for such things to happen in your ministry? Yeah, I believe prayer is essential. Building an altar of prayer allows, like what we saw with Jacob, heaven to meet earth, where the angels are ascending and descending from the presence of God. 
And anytime a person begins to create that history with the Lord, the Lord begins to create a covenant with them. We see this all throughout the Old Testament in Scripture. Wherever a man cut covenant with God, God always began to answer by fire. Mm. And so even in the case of Elijah, when he went to Mount Carmel, the Bible says that they were in the middle of a drought. They were in the middle of a recession. Jezebel and Ahab were controlling the country. And the Bible says that, that Elijah went to the mountain, put his face between his knees, and began to cry out to God. And when he did, a sound of an abundance of rain came. I believe that this was even a prophetic posture that Elijah began to take, because when you look at the book of Exodus, when the children of Israel were coming out, when they were cooking the lamb, the Bible says that the lamb had to be cooked in a certain way. Well, its face was between its knees. I believe that God is raising up a generation that will lay their life on the altar Mm. like the lamb of God, and they will begin to cry out for the nation in the midst of spirits of Babylon, demonic uh, prophets of Baal, God will come and answer the the prophets of the Lord and bring an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I I feel like that's where we are right now in America is that we need a prophetic generation to be like the Lamb of God, put their face between their knees, Mm. begin to cry out to bring an exodus from Egypt into the promise land of the spirit. That leads me to this question. How do I engage in spiritual warfare? What is the, is there a recipe for it? Is it, 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 can you walk me down the process of how do I, if I'm a beginner in understanding prayer, understanding the Bible, understanding the, the warfare situation, how do I engage? Cause you talk about John Paul Jackson's book here, needless casualties of war and you talk about how he offered wisdom on anyone that was seeking on how to engage in spiritual warfare. What is the process of someone engaging in that spiritual warfare? Well, first, I believe that people need to get their own life clean, purified, wherever they have created um, a space that is not fully yielded, and they don't allow the Lord to rest in that area on the throne, they need to begin to humble themselves, Mm. begin to repent, and let God come into that dark space and cleanse them out of all of the the unrighteousness that is in their own life. Then they can begin to take on other things, maybe something that they're facing in their city, they're facing outside of their family structure, maybe a nation. God will begin to entrust them with that. But I believe that uh, it first begins in the heart of every believer. When we begin to yield completely to the presence of God, when we begin to yield completely to the power of Jesus Christ in our life, we clean our life up, then God can begin to use us to affect society. Oh, my Lord, I cannot tell you what you just said was the beginning of the process of me getting serious with my relationship with Christ. I had to examine inside of me 
everything that was breaking down, everything that was preventing me from walking into an intimate relationship with Christ, not the call of God in my life, not the gifts of God is given that he gave me. No, th- those are extras. Those get activated once I got my life right with God. Once I begin to understand what am I doing? Not what others are doing to me. What am I doing to harm myself, preventing myself? And I had to go inside and, and, and listen, the hardest thing to do is going to the dark moments of what you have inside of you, the trauma, mm. the darkness, the anxiety, the, the, the abuse, the, 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 the words that were spoken over your life. Those are dark moments that we don't want to face. But I read a book the other day, Either you go into the dark place or the dark place comes and visits you and never leaves you. I believe that God has given you the victory in you to step into the darkness because light is inside of you and it will begin to cleanse you. It will begin to wash you. It will begin to have a process and and, and it will create disruption in your life. But all it's doing is cleaning the sin out of your life to begin an intimate relationship with God. I know you want to go and win Africa for Christ, yet you can't win the battle of smoking. I know you want to go and win the city for God, yet you can't win the the battle over alcohol and, and, and all that mess. You got to work on yourself first. You got to begin to understand that the root of that seed inside of you is causing you to grow, oh my goodness, a mess in your life. But yet God is giving you the victory to cut that root out, plant a new seed, Mm -hmm. and let the word of God just flourish inside of you. You have a word. Just take it away. I mean, we got five minutes left, and I believe God has a word. I know that word you gave right now was for me. Mm-hmm. You're convicting me. The word God has spoken to you uh, about this book. God has been revealing areas in my life that I'm still needing to get clean. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that the scripture has grace. I'm glad that the scripture says we all have fallen short of the glory of God. But as long as we have breath, the Bible says we have hope. Take it away. Yeah, Mondo, you know what the key is, is forgiveness. Mm. Some of you that are watching today, you have a root of bitterness that has been in you from previous traumas and things that you've went through in your life, but today God wants to pull that out. He wants to give you victory over the areas where you are bound so that you will be a deliverer to those that are also dealing with those same demonic altars. So today, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, this is a day where God wants to set you free. You need to go back to the place where there's an offense, where there was a moment where that offense came in because the Spirit of God cannot flow where there is a root of bitterness, where there is a demonic uh, channel that you have opened to the enemy. In the name of Jesus Christ, I stretch forth my hand today and I command every root of bitterness, every foul demonic altar that has been established through hurt and pain in your past, 
In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command that root of bitterness to be pulled out now and for you to be free. Free from addictions in the name of Jesus. Free from alcoholism. Free from pornography. Free from every foul spirit that has taken control of your ear gate, of your eyes, and has caused distortion in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you right now that wherever there has been a spirit of bitterness, pain, and there has been a demonic altar set up, today in Jesus' name, we renounce those things. And we reestablish our heart towards the things of God, right where you're at. I want you to hear me. This is a day that you bow your knee afresh, not just to say a sinner's prayer, but to give your entire life to the Lord and say, God, I want to rededicate my life. I want to give my heart, the altar of my heart to you. And Lord, I ask you that you begin to release the oil of the Holy Spirit upon each and every one that's listening to me underneath the sound of my voice, that the oil of the Holy Ghost would begin to flow and that the fire of the Most High God would fall upon that altar today in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you for healing. I thank you for miracles. I thank you for a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Ooh, that word is for you. Hide it in your heart. Write it down. Begin to have Bible studies in your home. Begin to read the word of God. Begin to understand that this is your day for victory. The book is titled Altars, Strategies for Your Victory in Spiritual Warfare. I want you to order the book today. Study it. Get your Bible out. Get your notepad out. Begin to make notes. Begin to analyze what you have inside of you. What altars you need to make. What altars you need to build. The prayer altar. Listen, that's one altar that I want to continue to build on is prayer. Mm -hmm. Prayer changes everything. Prayer changes lives. Prayers is like talking to God on your own. It's a direct line between you and heaven. It's time for you to step out of the boat and begin to have faith in victory, in areas in your life that you've been asking God to help you through. You heard it today from the prophet. Charlie Shemp is a true, a brilliant mind, a brilliant spirit. I, I've watched this man even off stage, on stage, other people. This is a man that walks with what he preaches, what he teaches. And I can tell you one thing. That's the kind of person I want to trust. Someone that knows what it is to build an altar and to have victory in their life. I got to go. Prophet, thank you, man. Hey, bless you. You're always looking good. The hair's still on point. The <laughs> beard's still on point. I appreciate your friendship and taking time today to talk about altars. Strategies for your victory and your spiritual warfare. I got to go, but remember this. It's going to be all right. Keep the faith. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for watching today. Remember, your support and your prayers are helping me broadcast this program on the Voice of the Prophets Network. Become a PTL Club member today 
$30 a month will help me reach more people for the kingdom of heaven. Write me today, go to the website, stand with me as we reach many people for the kingdom of God. Remember this, keep the faith, it's going to be all right. Bye-bye.